podcast is brought to you by Nova Southeastern University's Fischler School of Education and Human Services. The Fischler School has the largest graduate school of education at an accredited university, serving more than 14,000 students each academic year in some 55 cities across the United States, plus approximately 40 other countries. Hello, this is Dr. Marilyn Gardner with the United States Distance Learning Association and thank you for joining us today for our podcast entitled Visually Present, Totally Online Faculty Training and Support. And today I have with me Dr. Mary Jane Clerken. Dr. Clerken, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Marilyn. I'm delighted to be here. Many of you may know Dr. Clerken. She has actually been at Berkeley College for 23 years. You don't look like you've been there for 23 years, that's for sure. And actually began teaching online classes in 1998. She has a list of awards that she has received. In 2007, she was the United States Distance Learning Association awardee, gold award for distance learning teaching online in online higher education. And in 2006, she received the Innovative Excellence in Teaching and Learning and Technology Award from the International Conference on College Teaching and Learning. And the, the list goes on and on. And currently, I see, Dr. Clerken, that you're serving on the Executive Committee of Any Connect, which is, as many of you know, an organization of professionals located throughout the Northeast who are interested in the development of new approaches to online teaching. Dr. Clerken holds a Doctor of Arts degree from St. John's University and actually two master's degrees, one an MA in English and another a Master's of Arts in Teaching and also a BA from Manhattanville College. So thank you once again for joining us and before we start, many may know about Berkeley College but could you tell us a little bit about the college? Certainly, Marilyn. Berkeley College was founded in 1931, and it's a co-educational college specializing in business. It has seven locations in New York and New Jersey. It has an online campus and an enrollment of over 7,000 students with more than 700 international students. The college's continual commitment to provide educational options for its students its understanding of the new educational paradigm that utilized the richness of the internet and the social interaction it encouraged and the recognition that students would have the opportunity to enlarge their experience with a worldwide forum led Berkeley in 1998 to offer its very first online class. And now over 10 years later Berkeley offers 28 online degree programs and students may take one or two online classes or an entire degree online. I've heard some great things about Berkeley College. Why did you actually develop a completely online, and I put that in quotes, completely online faculty training and support program at the college? Well, Marilyn, most of our online faculty today teach both on-site and online. 
They serve on many committees, attend conferences, and many events. We also have department chairs, many of whom have other responsibilities teaching for us online. Traveling to on-site workshops is not always convenient for busy faculty. Moreover, faculty today are accustomed to accessing the internet and obtaining information quickly and conveniently. Therefore, Berkeley provided training and support as convenient as the very online courses that they are going to teach. People in the audience may not be aware of the difference between asynchronous and synchronous. Could you describe that difference before we get into the main topic? Yes, synchronous, of course, is real time, and asynchronous is what we prefer anytime and anywhere. We use asynchronous courses because of our student population. We have international students, we have students from different parts of the country, we have students in the military, we have students who work and study, most students today, and students with family responsibility. So asynchronous anytime and anywhere learning works best with our student population. What are actually some of the topics of your training? How do you schedule that training? Well, I'm going to go into a little detail here, Marilyn. We have Road to Success in Online Teaching, which is our first tutorial, which I'll talk to you about a little bit later. We have Online Beginning, Advanced, and Instructional Design Workshops. We have online peer mentors according to discipline. We have an always available online faculty resource center. It's a one-stop shopping center, which I'll tell you a little bit about later. It also has the online faculty meetings incorporated in it. There are faculty discussions. There's email, phone, WebEx, and Pronto availability by the coordinator of online faculty support and the coordinator of instructional design and we have a 13-member help desk. So I'm going to go into that just a little bit. Our very first course is a very short two-week tutorial which shows faculty what an online course looks like. It combines pedagogy and technology and helps them decide if an online course is the right option for them. And this is important because we have wonderful on-site faculty but want to be sure that online teaching is the right option for them. This is followed, should they decide that this is what is the best option for them, it's followed by a series of totally online workshops. Our first workshop, the beginning online workshop, includes more pedagogy and information about web-based teaching, strategies and effective practices, and videos from our experienced online professors who share their effective practices with the faculty. We have some sample courses so that they can see what quality online courses look like. Above all, there are practical applications for them to try out, to take a look at what they do on site and see how this is going to fit in the online environment. And many ideas for future quality online courses. We have used various texts for all of our workshops. The one we began to use first and will probably continue to use since there will be a new edition coming out is Teaching Online, A Practical Guide by Susan Coe. And the same text is used for all of our workshops. But getting back to Berkeley College, 
In the first online workshop, it is important that faculty understand about how Berkeley's online courses look and what is done in these courses. They must understand that to maintain the integrity and consistency of our curriculum, the syllabus and student learning outcomes are identical, both on-site and online. Student learning outcomes are clearly stated. Each week is reflective of the student learning outcomes. Assessment directed to the attainment of student learning outcomes. So that although taught in an entirely different mode of delivery, what is taught online is basically the same as far as, as our curriculum as on site. It's important that all new online faculty who will be teaching online learn a little bit about what their colleagues are doing. So we have a series of videos. Videos from experienced online faculty describing their effective practices, their challenges, and sharing with their colleagues. In addition to that, we have videos from the coordinator of online faculty support, the coordinator of instructional design, experienced other members of the staff, the director of our library, for we have library liaisons who take a very active part in our online courses. During research time, our liaisons come in as guests into our online courses and work with students to share some of the wonderful databases that we have in our online library. We also have the director of the help desk explaining the role of the help desk and the director of the academic support center to provide information about tutoring. So these are the variety of things in uh, the first workshop. In addition, it's important that there be practical applications so that our prospective online faculty take a look at what they do in the on-site classroom and see what they can do in their online. And there are a list of very basic practical applications such as posting a syllabus for a perfect course and student learning outcomes and beginning to plan and to make sure that in their future courses there will be interaction between the student and the interface, the student and the content, the student and the professor and the student and the student and these basic applications of posting syllabus, posting forums, there are a whole list of them for the first workshop. They are also introduced, in addition to being introduced to other effective practices and procedures from their peers and their colleagues and from staff, they're introduced to the Online Faculty Resource Center. The Online Faculty Resource Center is a one-stop shopping center which includes a variety of different things. All of our online faculty meetings are held in the center. There are a variety of discussion boards by discipline. Every quarter, and we're on the quarterly uh, system in Maryland, there's an updated message from the online dean, from the coordinator of online faculty support, information about library liaisons, and all of the documentation that we use for our course management system is there. We provide updates on the course management system for directions, we use both printable directions with screenshots as well as Camtasia videos. We also have in our one-stop shopping center a checklist, an online course checklist, so that 
our new online faculty can take a look at it and make sure that their future online course fulfills the specifications. We like to personalize our one-stop shopping center, Marilyn. We really Excellent. do. So we have faculty bios and faculty pictures. So everyone can go to them and take a look at their colleagues and read their bios. And we also have a list of faculty achievements so that faculty achievements are also there. All of the conferences that are attended by faculty are listed in the Online Faculty Resource Center so that this podcast will be put there as well as all the information from this wonderful USDLA 2009 conference. So that is what we really do with our very first workshop. It is more pedagogy, a little bit of technology, an introduction to uh, the Online Faculty Resource Center. And then once they have completed that, they go on to the advanced workshop. Level two then includes more advanced features more information on collaboration, groups, projects, and also on assessment. Berkeley offers on-site proctored facilities for exams. However, in this course, we also take a look at alternate means of assessment, in particularly uh, portfolios. So we give them a great deal of information on portfolios because portfolios include three types of assessment their self-assessment, for the student must decide what to add to his or her portfolio. And then at the end, provide a reflective letter on what has been entered. Then there's a second part, which is peer assessment. And then the third part of assessment is, of course, professor assessment. Here, too, in the second workshop, the advanced workshop, there are faculty videos explaining some of the advanced features and then again their practical applications. Level 3 is our final workshop and there are more information about enhancing the online course of models and methods and a variety of different technologies that can be used to do this. You know, After hearing such a wonderful description of your training program, what are the critical components of an excellent online faculty training and support program. If we were to look at everything that you're doing, what are the critical components? Well, again, I think it's very, very important that we look at content, and as I mentioned, our curriculum, whether it's on-site or online, is the same, only taught in a different mode of delivery, that we have our student learning outcomes that are the same, that we have the content, that we have wonderful professors who are highly qualified to teach these. It is also important that we have access. Is there enough information for our students so that they can access the course management system, access the materials? And of course, nothing is as important in an online course as interaction. Again, the interaction uh, between the interface, do they access it, do they understand it? Access of the content, and of course the content is so important but access also an interaction with their peers and interaction between the professor and the students. So I would say the content, very, very important, uh, the curriculum, the professors, interaction, access. I think all of these are important to put together a really quality course. 
how are you actually assessing the online training program and how do you know it's working? We have surveys. Every year we have a survey by faculty. We have a survey from our students. And after each and every online course, professors are surveyed about that course and about the professor who taught that course. So we again have a great deal in place as far as assessment. What have been some of the challenges? I mean, you, you can't develop an, such an extensive program without having some challenges, and, and how did you address them? Well, we have been very, very fortunate at Berkeley College because of the vision and enterprise of an excellent administration. I think that the success of any program and any program that will face challenges, if they have a very supportive administration, that is most helpful, and we do have that. As far as the challenge for all of us in distance education, I think that the challenge is to be working in a field that is always changing, always changing, always improving, and to keep pace with the changes that we see from year to year. And there have been significant changes in the last only several years. So staying current in a field that is always changes, I think, is our biggest challenge. You mentioned a lot of different technology in the last 15 minutes, 20 minutes. What type of technology do you use? Do you have particular partners in, uh, with whom you work? Well, I think, again, Marilyn, I think it's really important that courses be personalized. And one of the things that we use is Adobe Visual Communicator, which is used both in training and support and also to personalize our online courses. Adobe Visual Communicator 3 is used both in training and also is incorporated into faculty classes. They are used in faculty classes to personalize them as far as training. It allows for not only videos of myself and our coordinator of instructional design, but we can add not only high quality video, but different backgrounds, pictures, charts, graphics, and even videos within videos. So they are used for training and they are used for support, but they're also used in our online classes to personalize these. And again, it is not just the professor talking to students and uh, a talking head, as it were, but what is incorporated is a variety of graphics, of PowerPoint, of video within video, uh, which makes these videos come alive. We also use Camtasia Studio 6 for screen sharing. And again, Camtasia Studio 6 is used both training, support, and in our online classes. For example, all of the documentation for our course management system, which is updated on a regular basis, utilizes not only printable directions with screenshots, but short Camtasia video. Camtasia videos are also utilized in the online classes to provide important material and let a student see step-by-step step some of the information that they need. We also use Wimba Voice not only for training and support, but also in online classes to provide for different learning styles so that there is text as well as voice, and whichever one is preferred. We use Pronto, which is Wimba's Pronto. It's an instant messaging tool. 
which allows for pictures and bios to be seen, as well as to provide instant messages both in text as well as voice. So it can be used in training so that both the coordinator of online faculty support and the coordinator of instructional design can either speak to faculty instantly whenever there's a question or also text. This is also used in our online classes so both professors and students can both instant message in text and also in voice. Dr. Clerken, thank you so much for sharing your experience and expertise. I know the audience is thrilled with all the knowledge that you have just shared with them. I was hoping that you would share your contact information in case someone wanted to reach out and ask a few questions. Would you mind doing so? Marilyn, it's been a real pleasure sitting with you and meeting with you today, and I would be delighted to share that information. Anyone who has any questions can email me at mjc at berkeleycollege.edu, may phone me at 914-694-1122, extension 3356. If you have pronto, we can both talk and text. In addition, I would be more than delighted, since you have asked me, to allow guest access to our online faculty resource center. What a great resource. Thank you for giving the audience that access. Thank you, Marilyn, for giving me the opportunity. Thank you. This is Dr. Marilyn Gardner, and if you are interested in checking out the United States Distance Learning Association, you can do so at www.usdla.org. Thanks a lot, and have a great day. This podcast is brought to you by Nova Southeastern University's Fischler School of Education and Human Services. The Fischler School has the largest graduate school of education at an accredited university, serving more than 14,000 students each academic year in some 55 cities across the United States, plus approximately 40 other countries. The Fischler School of Education and Human Services is dedicated to the enhancement and continuing support of teachers, administrators, trainers, and others working in related helping professions throughout the world.